took I could train um, on the tour to all the different stops. Mm -hmm. You come out of like different train stations, you can see because the train station drops you in the middle of the city, so you can see, you know, you get a feel for the heartbeat and the pulse of the city right when you come out of that train station. Mm -hmm. Right when you come out of the train station in Berlin, you can just notice how multicultural it is in New York. Wow. I know like probably over there, um, speaking of like multicultural, they basically speak like multiple languages and whatnot. So that was like pretty interesting to me just as far as I know about that. And other than that, um, in Germany, where where is Belgium? Because is it Belgium like more of a, a French thing or is it a German thing? I always get those two confused. Belgium is its own country. Okay. Belgium is in Europe. It's, it's, it's its own country, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Did you go through there as well? No, this tour was just Germany. It was uh, four cities in Germany. It was Stuttgart, Munich, Berlin, and Hamburg. Nice. Damn, that is so cool. Was there like, um, what was the difference between like you headlining, um, you're doing your own tour, right? Versus when you're like with Russ, like were you very more familiar with travel at that point and how to get around since you guys pretty much been all over the world already? Okay. Because I used to go to Nigeria to see my dad growing up, and um, we and this was before Atlanta. This was before Delta did the direct flight from Atlanta to Nigeria. Okay. I always had to go stop in Brussels. You know, even 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 when I was on tour with Russ, a few times I'd be like, "Yo, I've been to the airport before. I, I stopped here, like uh, Amsterdam. The airport is called Schiphol." And I, I remember, like, as a kid, walking through that airport and just playing in all the different like video game stores they have, and then they always have these duty free stores. So I used to ask my mom, what does duty-free mean? I used to always like tap on her and be like, mommy, what, what does that mean? It says duty-free. Mm -hmm. So she explained to me like it means the fact. Huh, like, really? I, I, I've been traveling the world since I was a kid because my dad lived in Nigeria and my mom and we lived in America. So I was always traveling to go see my dad. But then when when Russ started touring, he brought me on tour with him, not as a performer, but I was just there. I was I was just like quiet on the wall, checking everything out. Gotcha. And yeah, it, it helped for sure. But I, I, I already always had my own, I always already had like uh, a grip of the world. I've been traveling mm -hmm. since I was little, so I've had, a, I've had passports since I was a baby. Like, nice. I have a dozen passport pictures. Oof, you got a big leg up on me, man. I just pretend I'm in Europe in my sleep, you know. I've been, I've been through half the country. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I really am. Like, you know, doing a freelance thing, it's been working out pretty well. So hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll be out there. I missed out on an Amsterdam trip actually like a week ago. So I was a little butthurt about that. But next year, we're looking a little better. Um, yeah. Other than that. Um, my dad, my dad um, he lived in Nigeria pretty much majority of my all, Not majority, pretty much all of my life. So until today, he's still living there. Yeah, that was always the reason why I left the country as a kid. Every Christmas, damn near, my mom would send me to go stay with him for Christmas. Cool. So when uh when you guys moved to Atlanta, why did you choose that location? And then I'll tell you the parallels how, because I know that area as well. Um, my mom and dad, I had no idea. I was a baby. I was probably four or five years old. So okay, yeah, yeah. Saying that in that decision. <laughs> I got you. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I was just following along. I had no say. Yeah. Uh, for one, Atlanta was close to Nigeria because we we moved from LA, so yeah, flying from LA to Nigeria was a long ass journey back. We had to fly from LA. To Coast of America, then from the East Coast of America to Europe, then from Europe to Nigeria. But I guess they wanted to just make it easier to get home, which is Nigeria. So I see. Uh, they, 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 
they liked Atlanta, and I guess they they came to Atlanta visited a while to fix the areas they fixed. Yeah, man, I I always wondered about that because I had moved there around when I was like in third grade, and you know I remember just being in like Fulton County, like I didn't have a say in it either. But my pretty much at the time, my mom was like, you know what? There's more black people out there because I was like more so raised in a white school and I wasn't being treated fair. So my mom figured if we moved to the south, you know, it would make a difference, and it kind of did, but you know kind of got the short end of the stick because you know you've already probably seen me i'm light skin as hell like i'm like mayonnaise compared to those people down there and um what what kind of threw me off is when i saw you guys shoot the video like do it myself right and you guys were at like that mall slash like flea market and i was like oh my god i know that area so i was like i definitely wanted to tell you that one because I used to go in that store every time and buy samurai swords and nunchucks, whatever I could find in there. Like that's where we get our jabos and air forces, all the stuff. And you yeah, guys are that's that's the discount mall. That's definitely like a staple of the South Island. Yeah, yeah, that was a that played a huge role in my life. So like seeing that there, I was like, yo, I gotta connect with these guys. Like, cause this is just like surreal. Cause at first, no joke. I was like, did I go to middle school with these guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? I went to uh, Morrill Middle. I moved so many times, man. I was in, first I started in Fulton County, and then I moved to uh, uh, Clayton County. No, it was uh, DeKalb County, then Clayton County. So I was all over. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, so like... Yeah. I floated around through there, but I never, like, lived there. I was in, like, the rough parts of the shit, so it was, it was, it was interesting times. But man, it, it it was cool to see because honestly, when I was a kid too, I was making music at the time and I don't anymore. I don't even think I'm good. But I had uh, what you guys had done was something that I saw in my head, like seeing you guys start out uh, as independent artists, grow yourselves, make your own music and all that, your sound and everything. I still have guys that are still trying to develop their sound years later and they're just not doing it. They're not hitting it. And it's very inspiring to see you guys come up and be able to do so in your own way and kind of like uh, shit, like make your own lane for this. So like, how has it changed for you um, since then? How, I said, how did it change for, for you guys since then? Just keeping your eyes on a prize, like, you know, the humble beginnings then like thinking about it and then like, the hard work really manifesting to where you are right now. Like how, like, is it like surreal, overwhelming kind of thing? Like, it's, it, it, it's surreal, but you want to know it's surreal. But the one thing, like when I sit down and I really, really think about it, it's, it's, it's just a very empowering feeling. It's empowering to know that man, we really generated billions of fucking streams and hits and all the uh, views. And you know, when I look at our YouTube channel, I remember our, our YouTube channel took five, six, seven. It took like seven years to hit a million views, but then now it's at 250 million views, and it's like, wow, you know, we did this with no backing, we had no investment, we had no marketing, nothing, just putting out music consistently. So really, it, it's I can believe it because we worked so hard to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm truly not surprised about the results. You can ask anybody around me; they know they would be like, yeah, this doesn't surprise me because. This is all he talks about. This is all he spends his time doing. So whatever whatever result people see coming our way now, no one who knows us is really surprised because from the time
time we were 16 years old, 17 years old, that was all we were doing every day. Any anytime we got free time, we're trying to be in the studio. Right. And we're putting out music, putting out mixtapes, trying to shoot videos with whatever camera we can find. You know, do whatever we could. So I'm not in shock at all by any of the success that has happened. Gotcha. Um, you know, it, 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 it's humbling and it's a feeling that makes you feel empowered. It's encouraged. Like, I feel like I can move a mountain just because I, I, I know where we started in the music business and to see where things are now, um, to me, it's just empowering. It's like, man, you, you really can do whatever because you went from A mm-hmm. from here to there by your own damn thing. So, yeah, man. It, that's, that's, yeah, that's cool. It's so inspiring to see that. And then, also, too, I know you're a book guy. I see you get like a collection of books. Some of those books you have, I have as well. Um, what do you feel like? Was there any books that you had from the past that kind of helped steer your direction here that you uh, comes to mind today? Like, which ones were they? I, you, uh, I read one book in college that changed my life, and uh, I read it my freshman year of college, like the first, my first semester, like my first like month on campus. It was. Um, the Magic Ladder of Success by Napoleon Hill. Ah. The book was blowing my mind because Russ and I were already practicing so many things in the book. So as I was reading, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's talking about us. You know, I, thought, I, I I was freaking. I called Russ. I was like, bro, I just read this book. You have to go get it. This is amazing. You have to stop what you're doing. I'm going to fuck what you're doing. I'm going to class. Leave class. Go get this book. And uh, he read it too. And he was like, wow. You know, it blew his mind as well. So that book it's called The Magic Ladder of Success by Napoleon Hill. That is the one book that I would recommend to everybody who's trying to venture out and do something. And, and you know, uh, everybody who's starting their own path and uh, at the beginning of their own journey. Yeah. I would recommend that book to everybody for sure. Yeah, I definitely. Um, there's a couple of books, uh, especially Napoleon Hill. Like I had everybody in the house reading that one. I think my mom grabbed it first, but I mentioned it. As soon as you know, when you go through now, you can just binge watch on YouTube and people talk about those kinds of books and whatnot. And uh, it was that and uh, The Alchemist. And when my mom basically heard, saw you guys with books, saw Russ talk about Paulo Coelho, she went and got the whole thing of whatever he had, The Alchemist and whatever else, like the whole thing. And we just started reading like crazy. And it just makes so much sense. And I see the connection where... Uh, to what we see in our mind and how we connect in in in, a, in the physical world and how to manifest it because a lot of people they I tell them like manifest doesn't mean magic you know and I let them look it up and you know it really puts them in you know it doesn't because thoughts are physical yeah thoughts are thoughts are literally physical so it's just a matter of so when you're when you're manifesting you're not creating something out of nothing right you're just transferring from one state of from one state to another mm. like, a thought is metaphysical it's just a matter of time till it comes purely just physical in reality right so I, when, you know when you're manifesting you're not doing magic you're just uh transferring it from the mental plane to the physical plane right have you checked out um bob proctor as well do you know about him yeah, I broke a Bob Proctor. Yo, Check out his video. he's mind. the man. He's the man. I love that guy. Who else have you checked out? Uh, um, well, I got one of my favorites. I'm gonna see if you know this one. Like, I know you know Gary V. Um, how about uh Dave Meltzer? Nah, you know who Grant Cardone is? 
Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I listen to Cardone. We're called the 10 That's one of the best books I've ever read as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have like a top three books, top five books. Cool. With um, I I remember at the time. I think we were trying to set up the interview before, but I'm sure our schedules were like hectic. And at the time when we were like really pushing to do the interview, we were both like trying to align this. Um, I was working. I just picked up a job at a car dealership just so I can advance my sales skills and stuff. So I was kind of mad that like we couldn't connect on a weekend and you know like you know make this happen where it is today. And you know everything happened for a reason. But when I was there, all their system was everything on Grant Cardone. They they had Cardone University. They had everything. So I binged on that. Really, what I do when I go to certain jobs, even though if I don't like them, if they have some type of source of information, I would use it to implement to my business. You know what I mean? Like their CRM system and anything they had that Cardone says, I didn't have to pay for it. I just collected the data and I moved on. And um, from that point forward, you know, I moved in to doing a freelance thing and really started diving deep and uh, digging to push this whole like like freelance thing and and do and connect with artists like you and be able to just share the experience of like where our minds are trying to align to be where we want to be in our journeys to, and basically show people that it's possible for them too. Um, when you started out, right, like let's say. At the point, like, because you guys were on 106 in Park, too, right? No, nah, not 106 in Park. MTV had this show called MTV Rap Big. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was, man, that was a while ago for me. But I remember seeing you on there. And uh, you and Russ, just so little. Because I remember seeing, I was like, who is this little white guy? He sounded like a black dude or whatever. And I can't say nothing now because I sound like a white guy. But um, what what were you feeling in that moment at at that time when you were literally on being on screen like was that did you feel like that was like your prime or like you were you felt like you were on the way to uh for something big um how did how did you feel at that point that was a time when definitely not my prime because i was at the beginning i, I was at like I, at that point i don't even have it for a year okay man that's good for even a year Gotcha. And then, um, so from that point moving forward, then who who pretty much had the studio? Did you have the studio at your place before, like, uh, Russ had his own?
Okay. I went over to his house one day because his other kid that I was that was rapping. Uh, I wasn't rapping yet, but I went over there to bring this kid over to Russell's house. And it was at his house for like a year or two. And I fell in love with it from the age of like, six, from, from I'll say like 15, 16, I started, I started going over there just to um, bring this other rapper over for like 18 months, about a year and a half. And then I fell in love with it just because I was around him. Okay. And then I wanted to rap on my own, so I bought my own equipment. Oh, okay. 2010, so Dave, it's always been in my house. Like we do, like, you know, we, we did all the projects on the Diamond.com website in my house. Like everything that we've done in the last decade pretty much has been in my basement. Nice. There's nothing from Russ's house. That was such the beginning of our journey that we didn't even have the right equipment back then. We had the rock band and, like, you know, we had a Walmart microphone and we didn't even have a mic stand. We had a, we had a um, camp tripod as the mic stand and we didn't have two speakers. Wow. We had a guitar amp that we're trying to listen to music from. And, you know, so none of the music that we put out, that we made at that point, is on the internet. And that, it, it, it's on the internet, but it's under different artist names. And we had a group at a time that rap called TSG. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything you've heard from me and Russ came from uh, my basement studio that we got stuff then. Wow, that's dope. So then, how did when did like Dartland come into the picture? Because I I know I see him online too, super cool guy and stuff like that. So in 2011, um, Russ produced an album for him. We were all, we were all doing this to get out of my basement. Okay. And, uh, that's when he came into the picture recently, but we've all been friends since eighth grade, like ninth grade. Yeah. We've all been friends for 13, 15 years. We just, uh, but like eight years ago, we started working on music together. Nice. Okay, so were you guys all? Were any of you in the same class at all? Like getting in trouble and shit like yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> we, we all were. Not only were we in the same classes, we all were on the same basketball team. Like, no way. There's pictures online. Me and Russ, we were all on the same basketball team at one point. Like, uh, me and Russ had the same classes from eighth grade all the way to high school. Like we're actually real life friends. Like this. Right. I've known Russ for 15 years. Like I, I remember the first day he moved to Georgia and, and came into eighth grade, and that's when we became friends instantly, and we've been friends since eighth grade till now. So we've been friends since like '04. Nice. Yeah, I see the chemistry between you guys too. Like each and every video, it just—I can tell. Like it's just so genuine. You guys are having fun. Like you guys really look like. Um, What's the word? You know, like before you get it, like there's this kind of thing that's inside of you that's there. And then when you get it, you're able to release like you're you're actually who you are, basically. That's what I see between you and your friends and, and, and family that's in the in the picture. And it just shows like the purity b- between that. Like, you know what I mean? Because most videos, they they, they have some kind of like uh, element to it, some kind of facade but you guys, this is this is like real emotion right here. You guys are really enjoying yourself. You really are at the table. Like it's it's just a cool thing to see. Um, now, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, yeah. What you're seeing is that chemistry. You're seeing that. You're seeing just the chemistry of knowing each other for ten. Years. You're seeing the chemistry of knowing each other for five, six, seven years before we ever made a song. Yeah, yeah. It's so man. That's it's a beautiful thing. Okay. He was rapping 
kids in our high school. Dang, so you guys, okay. You know, we've been, I've been in the studio with him since 08, since 07, 08. And then in 2009, I fell in love with it, you know, completely. And I wanted to do my own shit. So I would, I would write raps in my house on beats on YouTube. And I'd take the rest of back to school and record it. Then I did that for like a semester, for like four or five months. My first semester of senior year of high school, that was what I was doing. And I loved it so much that I bought my own equipment for Christmas. Uh, so January 1st, 2010, on New Year's Day, I was still about my own equipment. And then um, that was my second semester of senior year, was off the start. So um, from that day on, you know, it's just been just full time. I, I literally bought my equipment January 1st, 2010. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 got, I got home. I, I, I didn't even wait till I got home. I called her up at the store. I'm like, yo, I just bought this shit. Meet me at my house. Get to my house. And we trusted my brother. We sit there and we, we figured out how to hook up with all this equipment. And we just like, well, I'll move on. We trying to figure out how to hook up the equipment, how to put together a mic stand, how to do all this shit. So we set it all up. And ever since then, you know, we've just been going really hard. Man, that's just, man. If there's any other way to tell a story, like, you just can't because that's just just that's how you do it. That's just real. <laughs> like you guys really did. You really, really did it. And because I'm thinking like I'm thinking in my head while you're speaking. I'm like, damn, I remember around that time, like I had my little shitty laptop and I had my fruity loops and stuff like that. And I'm had my friend come over and do some of the similar things like I did. You just had to figure out like how to create, how to make this happen, whatever you could do. And. I was like, man, it's unfortunate because we, when you guys started, I left. I had to leave from Georgia because I was getting caught up in too much gang shit with like bloods and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? My house got robbed, all this, almost got kidnapped, almost shot somebody. Doesn't look like it. But, you know, I had moved back up north. And by then you guys were already doing your thing. I still tried to follow through with the whole music thing. But obviously it's not for me, but I'm so deeply connected with like hip hop. I can tell who's really doing it and who's not. And, you know, it's always good to stick to these kind of stories to uh, see where you are and who you're going to be in the future. Because even right now, you guys are both killing it. And I admire both of you for doing what you do. Like, that's all we talk about, you guys in the house. But um, I'm so, like, no problem, man. And, like, you're you're probably not far off from age and me. What are you, like, 25, 26, 27? 27. Oh, nice. Happy belated birthday. I'll be 27 next month. But um, I'm like, man, we're all the same age. And like, I kind of in a way, what is the word? It's like, I feel I feel what you feel, even though you're already there. Like I because through the music, I can hear you guys say like, you know, when a day is coming where you feel it like and I never could understand that. You know, what I mean, you hear that from a lot of rappers like, yo, my day is coming soon. I can feel this around the corner type of thing. And I feel it in a certain way, and I'm not sure how the way it's going to exactly manifest, but I feel in a way as close as it gets as well to to, to confirm is like being on the phone with you and being able to um, just have a real conversation with with uh, with the artists like you and whatnot. And um, man, it's you guys aren't even 30 yet. It's just it's just crazy to see. I'm sure your parents are really proud of you. How how proud of how? That's what I'm doing. Like I'm about to like I'm 27. 27, 28, 29. I have three, four years left in my 20s. I'm just trying to get the most out of it. Like I'm just trying to 
go hard. I've already traveled the whole world. Like to me, to me, the things that I've done so much of the stuff that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was 20 years old, I had I had a list of things that I wanted to do, and I've done 80 percent of them. Now all I want is for the whole world to listen to my music. That's that's what I've wanted. That's the last thing on the checklist. I've traveled the world. I've you know I've done all that shit. And right now, all I care about is uh, blowing up bigger as an artist and people listening to my music. Yeah. And, and you know, and just my music getting the, the attention and, and the recognition I feel it deserves. So that's my only mission now. Um, I'm not even like. I don't even care about traveling the world anymore. Like, yeah. I've been there, done that. So now I'm just, I've always been 100% focused on the music, but now I'm just a trillion percent only the music. Like, I'm trying to get these songs flat. Man, that's so dope, man. If anything... Drop out, let that go flat. Mm-hmm. And just be who I, I'm just trying to be who I set out to be, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, a, a, a lot of things, a lot of, like, I tell people all the time, if you gave me a Rolls Royce right now, not fuck a Rolls Royce, if you gave me a million dollars in cash right now, I would put a little bit aside of it so I can pay my bills for X amount of time. But the rest of it, I would spend on my career because um, money in the bank isn't what I'm doing this for. I'm doing this to have my career at a certain level. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, if you give me a bunch of money right now, if you gave me cash right now, if you give me a million dollars, I would just kick my legs up because I'm not doing it for the million dollars. I'm doing it for getting my music where it belongs. So I would spend a lot of that cash on my career. Gotcha. Man, if there's anything that we can do over here on my side to help you achieve that, I'm all for it. I'm excited. I'm glad to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I've absolutely. Um, shoot. What else I was going to say? I got too excited. Um, so is there any other, uh, business ventures that you ever look at outside of like uh, doing for your career at all that you were um, interested in now that you've uh, done a few things, seen a few things? Yeah. Um, there's, there's certain things like tech and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. There's certain things in tech that I'm working on that now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like uh, say anything until it's fully announced. Already, but gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, I'm into technology. Gotcha. That's cool. And then uh, lastly, do you think that like with with how you're pushing for your career, do you think that you'll always try to keep it independent or do you ever think you'll do like a, a partnership deal? Um, what, is, what is your your outlook on that? Uh, uh, I, I want to partner at the right time. Um, and yeah, because I'm not doing this to be underground. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing this to, um, you know, prove a point. Right. I'm not. I'm not so stubborn that like I'm just trying to prove a point. I got to be independent. Uh, right. I'm willing to partner with the right label at the right time, uh, under the right terms, so I can take my music to the highest level yeah. possible. Yeah. There's certain things, unless you have an endless amount of cash, there's certain things you need invest. You need an investor. Right. Right. You know, you need somebody to invest financially in what you're doing. To help it get to the next level, so uh, under the right terms, I'll affect it. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure you guys can figure it out. I know you guys. Uh, I follow you guys closely on like how you negotiate and do deals, or even just between the music. Like you guys say how how to move within the music industry and whatnot. And uh, I definitely try to apply the same thing with other artists that I'm around. Like 
when I'm pushing this, like I'm, I'm pushing in my mind to help like do artist development. So basically artists don't get fucked over on deals. Um, you know, you'll have some people that's just going to go overboard and be like, whatever. Anyway, I want to be an artist. I don't give a fuck. Forget the rest. And then I know some you can, you can help educate, but my goal was at the end of the day, especially using through you guys' music and understanding, is that I want to be able to help artists to be able to develop, protect their uh, masters in publishing if possible, and, you know, really showcase who they are through film. And so those are like my goals right there. And, uh, film? Yeah, I film. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's what's up, bro. I, I, that was my degree in college. I graduated from Morehouse. Morehouse? Yeah. Um, my degree is called CTEM Cinema Television and Entertainment Media. Cool. Do you think you'll ever you ever dive into that, or are you just like you know? Absolutely, bro. I write scripts. I write movies. I have I have two different uh feature. I I have two different feature films that I have written. Nice. I'm gonna produce one day. Man, I gotta check that out sometime. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning so much as I go. As far as like, there's so many directions you can go on this stuff. So it's like. It's just endless. I'm just I'm so far I'm just having fun with music and man, it's just it's just cool to be able to connect and uh um push people out their boundaries and yeah, exactly. do that stuff. Uh, I, I wanna do film stuff, but that's gonna come second. You know, I know music is gonna open up that door. Yeah. So um I'm I'm gonna and music is what I love most. I love film too, but it's my second love. Music is like I think about music. if I'm not if I'm not making music, I'm watching interviews. And learning the business, or I'm listening to some great music that inspire me to go make some music. So, right, music is all I've thought about since I was 17 years old. I, I can say for a fact, since I was 17 years old, music has been the dominating thought in my mind every day. I think about it thousands of times a day, every day. That that'll definitely teach somebody out there that wants to know how to make it, be obsessed with what you do, and love it, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell, bro. I could tell every time when we try to communicate, like in in certain time frames. I'm like, all right, he's in the studio. All right, he's doing this. This, you know, what I mean, you can kind of tell through certain things and times and when you post. But yeah, man. I mean, I love it. I love it. So, like, um, I'll pretty much like end it right there. I won't keep you too long. I think we got enough information from you, man. I definitely, y'all, I appreciate you coming on on the podcast and even keeping your word, man. Um, yeah, I hope to, you know, throw some new ideas your way or something like that, or any way that I can help with you guys, um, whatever we can do over here. And yeah, I wish you the most success like ever in your endeavors, you and Russ. And yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Where is this going to air? When? Um, so this is going to air pretty much on YouTube. Um, I'll probably put it up in a, in a few days. I got to just like mix it down and edit it. That's it in between. And, you know, I'll have it up and, you know, I'll send it your way. No problem. Send me a link once it's ready. I got you. Yeah, I appreciate having you on, man. Uh, do your thing. I'll be looking out for your next album and whatnot. I'll be pushing it to the masses as much as possible. I appreciate that, bro. All right, bro. Hey, have a good one. You too, bro. Thank you. Thank you again. No problem. Later.